Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. We're going to be South Side regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like Fancy Island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. There wow. it is. The, the production that you can only dream about. The resources that we have here um, at Odyssey and 2400 Sports are unmatched. I'm not sure if you know this, Gabe, but the initial production assistant that worked on the opening sequence to the movie Avatar actually did, yeah, did yeah. that Southsiders uh, rejoin slash open. How so cool it, is that? It probably, well, you know how Avatar, like the second uh, film, it's taken probably like a decade or so to come out? Yeah. Probably because he was spending too much time working on our intro. He's working on the intro. <laughs> Someone pushed it back too far. <laughs> wow, what a crock of shit, man. Have you seen a paycheck for this yet, by the way? I'm sorry, a what? Have you, a paycheck? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, great. Um, this is the South Stars podcast. My name is Shane Reardon. That is Gabe Ramirez. You find him on Twitter and Instagram at Chicago underscore Gabe. Myself at Shane underscore Reardon. And Gabe, um, I refrained from telling you this in our group thread or ahead of time because I just wanted to see how your improv skills are. So this weekend on Friday evening, I shut my phone off and I turned my phone back on uh, yesterday before the Bears game because I went camping and I did not see a single White Sox game uh, this weekend. I, I'm, I'm familiar with what happened. I know they took two or three. I know Andrew Vaughn hit a grand slam. I know Friday night uh, they pissed it away and then Cleveland came back and got the win too uh, in their game. Um, but that's all I've got for you. I know they're oh. three and a half back, and I know that if they don't win these three games against Cleveland, the season is basically over. Um, and that's that's where I'm at. How was your weekend watching the White Sox? Because I was fucking touching grass and going yeah. on hikes with my dog. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. It would have been cool if you were smoking grass. Um, that would have been we did awesome. that too. Oh, okay, cool. Dude, I mean, those little... The the five count tins from dog walkers, like the five five count joints, like thirty dollars. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a steal. And then you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to roll them yourself. Yeah, you know, you it's just a pack right of bowl or a one hitter or carry around a heavy pen or something like that. Yeah, but I but I will tell you this, I because when when the dispensaries first came out, and even in like Las Vegas when I would go there, I would get shamed for buying pre rolls. 
shamed by real smokers. And I'll tell you why. But then it made sense because then I saw a meme that said pre-rolls are the boxed wine of marijuana. And the reason why, here's here's the reason why, because it's all just shake. It's the shake that's left over and they just stuff J's all day long with the shake. So it's not even like real awesome buds. You're getting, look at your face. Like your face, when I said that, you were like. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. So like, if you're a casual smoker, then it doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. box wine is going to get you trashed just as uh, pre-rolls are going to get you high. Yeah. But uh, but the, 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 the smoking connoisseurs out there would say. Okay. You know, they, they, you're wasting away the money. So I actually, I, I've been shamed into to not buying pre rolls anymore. Okay. So I'm a I'm an occasion. I, I smoke for occasions. Like I don't okay. come home and and light up to relax or something. Sure. You know, but when the moment's right, you know, you're you're camping out in remote Harad, Illinois, five and a half hours south of here in the Shawnee National Forest. Then, then you go ahead and light one up. It sounds like, you know, out there you were trying to do some sort of seance to get the White Sox to play properly, you know, but it didn't work on Friday. Just no, didn't it work. Didn't, it didn't work like, on what, Friday. What's the deal? Fr- Friday in a nutshell, like if you were to give it like a one sentence explanation, it would just be White Sox can't hit bad pitchers. That's just it. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a theme and it's not even a theme of just this year. It's like friggin' every year for the since I've been a Sox fan, like m- mediocre to, to, to rookie pitchers for some odd reason. Sox just can't hit them. So Matt Manning on Friday, just a gem, dude. Seven innings, five Ks. Sox couldn't touch him. And, you know, Giolito pitched all right. You know, bullpen for the Sox has been pitching well, but that was a heartbreaking type of game because you're just like, no. I mean, it's already bad you lost to the Rockies the day before. And then you're like, no, not to the Tigers, no. But, you know, so so that was a tough game. That was a tough game to watch just because you thought you were – you know what's even more tough? It's not even – you know what? Let, let me backtrack a little bit, Shane. Okay. Because the Sox have been playing well. Like, like, let's not even focus on a game or two. Let's If we focus on – like, if we just zoomed out just a little bit, the Sox have been playing well. It's the fucking Guardians that have been on fire. Like, beating the shit out of the Twins, like, handling business. Then they lose to uh, the, the, us in the middle. But they just fucking crushing the Angels, crushing the Twins. And there's really nothing you can do but tip your cap, man. It's like – you, you you could you can't wait all season long assuming that both of those teams are just going to continue to shit the bed right it's like that's not going to happen eventually one of them was going to get hot at some point just like the white Sox have gotten somewhat hot at this point and it just fucking sucks but you got to tip your cap because those guys are fucking playing out of their mind right now and um, what they're doing is they're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat that is a an overarching theme of this modern day White Sox organization. They don't beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and they play to the level of their lesser opponents and not to the level of their their more talented opponents. the 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 issue here is, and it always has been, and I don't know if this is fixed in free agency or if this is just a. It sounds so silly to say, but if this is just a organizational curse, the issue is consistency. It doesn't matter how talented these teams have been. The White Sox organization is not consistent. They don't win consistent games. They don't make consistently good managerial decisions. They don't make consistently good free agent decisions. They don't make consistently good ownership decisions. This is an organization that has a one big flaw, and that is the inability to be consistent. And we've seen that this season. We saw it last season when they started real hot and finished like shit. Um, and I don't watch enough baseball around the country to 
tell you definitively or even with some kind of statistical or analytical backup that other teams are as inconsistent as the White Sox are. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but in my viewing experience, this is the most inconsistent franchise that I've ever watched. Yeah, it, it, and it's pretty disheartening. I mean, two things two things come to mind. One, it's a statement you made about Jerry Reinsdorf uh, earlier in the, in the podcast, probably one of our first episodes. And the second is something that Hawk Harrelson always used to say. And he would say, you know, when it, when it comes to inconsistency, say you, you know, teams are going to win 60, lose 60, and then it's about the 60 in between, right, that they, that they do. So when talking about the league, I mean, I, I think that's pretty consistent throughout the league. But, again, I can't get the statement that you made out of my head as the season's winding down and as the Sox are more than likely going to miss this whole thing by a game or two because they're probably going to, you know, beat up on Cleveland. But they'll still miss it because they'll, lo- they'll lose some games they shouldn't. And as they miss it by two games, all I can think about is your statement about Jerry Reinsdorf saying second place is awesome. It, it gets the fan base, you know, worked up and, 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 and invested, but they don't win. And, and therefore, you still have expectations for, the, for the, the upcoming season. And that's exactly where we're at right now, right? Where you've given us enough as Sox fans to say next year, right? Next year. Like we can make some some offseason acquisitions and we can, you know, we can, you know, some of our younger guys are going to come like the same fucking bullshit. Right. And the problem is everyone else in the league feels the same way when they miss the playoffs or don't win the World Series. Oh, we're a pitcher away. We're a we're a left handed bat away. Everyone feels the same way. The problem is the Sox are further and further away every year. They don't go all in on winning something like the World Series. Well, the problem is their definition and Jerry's definition of all in is not the same as the definition that the Padres have, the Yankees have, the Dodgers have, the Braves have. Like when your definition of success is different than the teams that you're competing against, then you're never going to find it. If your standard for what you think the best possible baseball team is that you can put on the field, if that standard is different than the teams in your division, then you're never going to win a division. It's it's that clear. If you're okay with finishing behind market fucking 16, whatever Cleveland is, <laughs> right. market fucking 14, whatever Minneapolis is, if you're okay finishing behind them, then you're never going to change. Jerry Reinsdorf is still bringing in dollar upon dollar upon dollar upon dollar. He'll never want for anything in his life, and he's 95 fucking years old. I'm tired of hearing, oh, Jerry wants another World Series for the White Sox before Bullshit. he dies. He wants, he wants one more. Yeah, he wants one more at his standard. Yeah, on his if terms. If he goes above his standard or expectation for what he believes he should have to spend, then he's not going to do it. And I'm tired of thinking that that's going to change. Yeah. And it's un- it's it's unfair to the fan base for an owner to feel as though – his team is successful if they're better than the team up, up the road. And I feel like that plays into it as well, where it's like, oh, at least we're better than the Cubs right now. So, you know, we were winning something. No, that's not the standard. That's not our standard. No. As, as, as Sox fans, that's not our standard. Cubs suck. But you know what? Cubs are going to bounce back. Cubs are going to fucking do something. And then what happens then? You're still this mediocre, you know, mid-level team that's like the Tampa Bay fucking Rays. And not even the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are good consistently. Yeah, they're good. And they 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 build talent and they they acquire talent. Right. The Cubs are going to go out and spend money on either Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, 
Carlos Correa, Brandon right. Nemo. Like they're going to go out there and spend money. If right. like, okay, what's today? Today is September 19th. The 19th. Tomorrow is the due date for my deposit on my season tickets if I want playoff tickets for this year. Right. Jerry Leinsdorf, <laughs> I know you listen to this podcast. You're not getting my money. You're not uh, going to get my $1,400, $1,500 to guarantee myself two seats at every playoff game. You're not getting my money. Yeah. And I damn well hope that you understand you're probably still going to get my money next year for season tickets. But this year, Jerry, you're not getting my money. I'm yeah. tired of it. Good. Good for you, man. I'm tired of being like the mid-level. I don't even watch wrestling, but I'm tired of being like the mid-level wrestler, right? Like the guy who never wins the championship. You're not a no-namer, but you're like a guy in the middle. Like even if we were something like, this is an old school name. I'm sure you heard of it. Like a Bam Bam Bigelow type of guy, right? Where you're not a superstar. Just the guy who used to have like tattoos on his head. Yeah, but gay. The fire racers things. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling is scripted. I would kill for a scripted ending right now. I would kill to, 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 to know what's going to happen. They're specifically... You want Jose Abreu to come up to the plate like that? <laughs> and, then oh. and everybody starts cheering and then he fucking starts smacking home runs out of anywhere? Ah, if only. If only we could be that lucky. Where are you um, at on, on Michael Kopech? Do you think that this is just a guy who's thrown more innings and more pitches in one season than he has in his entire career? Or... Are these nagging injuries, whether it be the knee previously and the shoulder inflammation now, do you think that's going to be a storyline for the rest of his White Sox career? Yeah, I think it's the former. I think, it, I think listen, if, it, if this was four months ago, I would have shitted on the guy and been like, dude, you know what I mean? This is what we're dealing with. Who gives a fuck, you know? But I pay attention to, I pay attention to these nonverbals, man, and, and he's in. And that's all I want from a pitcher. He's in. And so for me, it's like, you, you got to take a step back and ask yourself, has Michael Kopech been 100% healthy at any point in the last 365 days? The answer is probably no. Probably right. just just his first few starts. Yeah, and even if that, I'm sure there was something nagging, or maybe even in his first few starts, he might have thought he was 100% healthy, but he wasn't in game shape health. That's what I'm really talking about. Like, like when is he hitting a stride? He's never hit a stride. He was warming up, hurt, hurt, hurt. So I wonder if, like, you shut him down right now, and you give him all that time. No, not I'm wondering. If when you, you shut his ass down right now. Which they have done. Right. Oh, they shut him down for the season? Well, not for the season, but 15 yeah. Shut his ass down for the season. Like, whatever. He's not going to contribute. Like, what the productivity you're going to get from a Michael Kopech is the same from a Davis Martin or a, or a, a Gonzalez. Like, it, like, it's whatever, right? He's like a mid to, to late level star, starter in your rotation. Shut his ass down. Get his ass healthy so that that way next year, you can definitively make that decision as to whether he is a guy that can contribute to the squad because right now he can't. Uh, uh, an unhealthy Michael Kopech is not good for the Chicago White Sox in the last whatever less than twenty games that there are in the season. It's just, it's just not good enough. But but him as a player, do I want Michael Kopech a part of this franchise moving forward? Yes, I do want him because what I don't want is a Carlos Rodon situation where we know he's a fucking dog and but we don't want to deal with the bullshit and then we let him go. And then he has this big fucking chip on his shoulder and he's out destroying the rest of the fucking league. Right. Like, I don't want that to happen. And and I genuinely feel like he wants to be here. Kind of like Robert Quinn and the Bears. Like he's like, yo, now I'm here. This is where I want to be. You guys traded for me. I like the squad. I like the culture here. And this is where I want to be. And what about you? I mean, what, what's your take on Kopech 
and and his standing right now? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just as simple as a guy who's burnt out, guy who's never thrown this many pitches before. And, and I'm very much with you in terms of the nonverbals and the attitude. Um, he's on the top step of the dugout every game, regardless of his health status. He's there. Yep. He's with his guys. He's over the railing right behind Lance Lynn when they when they get into it with uh, whoever it was in Minnesota. Or I can't remember. Um, he's there every day and he shows up. He's just throwing a lot of pitches. And yeah, my shoulder would be inflamed too if if you if it's something you've never done before and you're you're past the the threshold of of the most you've ever done. It's going to happen. Um, you take two or three against Detroit. It should. And first of all, let's go back to Carlos Rodon real quick. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a Cub. And I think White Sox fans have to get used to the feeling of seeing Carlos Rodon after the White Sox fail to even give him a qualifying offer. So they throw out the compensatory draft pick. Um, he's going to be a Cub. They're going to give him whatever he wants. Um, and he will be back in Chicago, but in a Cub uniform. Um, yeah. Take two or three from Detroit. Uh, he should have taken three. I won't say that Liam Hendricks pissed it away on Friday, but I mean, he's throwing good pitches. He, he looked good. The fastball was there. The break was there in the slider. He didn't give that kid in the in the tenth a cookie. That wasn't a cookie. It was a good fastball, and he had just yeah. missed completely on the previous two. I'm not going to blame Liam Hendricks for, for Friday. I'm going to no. blame the bats. And yeah. in, in a in a, in a world where you've got how many games left? It's like 145. So 55, you got 17 games left. So 17 games left. In a world at that point where you were back three games, you can't afford to get walked off by the Detroit Tigers. You just no. can't. You have no. to sweep that series. And thank but, but God. Shane, but, Shane, but Shane, you got to go back to the, you got to go back to the top of the tenth, right? Where with a man on second. Yeah, a pro- pro- professional baseball team with professional hitters like the White Sox, you got to bring that guy in. You can't strike out three guys in a row. No, and then and then and then blame Liam Hendricks or not blame him, but try to put any blame whatsoever. No. Josh Harrison, Elvis Andrews, Yon Mankata, all struck out two swinging, one looking. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like that, and it's that, like you got to highlight that. And then you didn't even put up no fucking runs to the to the latter half of the game. So it's like you know, no, no, I don't. I, you know, to the eighth inning. So it's like no. You got there. You got to put the pressure back on these players in this offense. They've came through for the White Sox over the last couple of weeks, putting up fucking crazy runs, right? So it's like that has to be consistent. You you got to understand that you got to put up runs. The bats got to be got got to be what does the job for you right there. So yeah, we can't put it on Liam Hendricks. And you got to sweep a team like the fucking Tigers who don't care. The only person that cares is Javi Baez, and he's damn near single handedly almost beating you. <laughs> so it's like it sucks in those situations, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not great. You, you have to win. And, and thank the Lord you won the one off um, in Cleveland, because if you would have lost that, then there's no chance at winning the season series against Cleveland. And as we know, or, or, or folks don't know, there's no game 163 this year. The tiebreaker, if you are tied atop your division, is the season record against that team. Yeah. And the White Sox have to sweep Cleveland in these three games today, tomorrow, Wednesday if they want to win the season series against Cleveland. So if you, if if you, if, if, if you end that division in a tie, then you are the division champs. I just, I Gabe, do you have faith here? Cause, cause we can put ourselves, we can just take ourselves out of misery right now. Do you have faith that the white Sox let's, let's skip past the, the Cleveland guardians, right? Let's assume they sweep them. And now we're a half game out. 
But then he got to go fake six games against the Twins. Do you think that the White Sox are going to be able to have the same fate as the Guardians versus the Twins? No. Like, that's not, they're not going to fucking dominate them the way that the Guardians did. And that's the problem. That's why I'm not, I'm not even, like, sucking myself into this narrative that the White Sox somehow can come back. They're going to miss it. They're going to miss it by two games. They're going to be two games out, and you're going to be fucking scouring the schedule from the season to try to figure out where those two games, three games you could have made up against some shitty teams that you lost to earlier. Oh, I, I can tell you where, where you could have made it up. You could have fucking fired Tony La Russa in May. Facts. That's where you could have made it up. Facts. This is what's going to happen. And I've been thinking about this for a few weeks now. The White Sox are going to put themselves in a position to have to sweep the San Diego Padres in San Diego. That's what's going to happen. They're going to have to win both games in San Diego. And they're not going to be able to do that. No, That's my fear, that they're going to back themselves so far into a corner that the saving grace will be having to sweep a very, very good San Diego Padres team. And I guess you could you could hope – where are they at? <clears throat> where's San Diego at, at in the standings? Um, Pulling that up right now. Hold on. I got you. I got you. And then let's not forget, too, as San Diego is sitting 81-66, and they are just – they're in the white. They're in the the second wild card spot right now. But Milwaukee's two games out. Yeah. So let's hope that. I mean, Milwaukee falls off and loses a few games in a row, and by the time that San Diego, because obviously it's impossible to make up the division there, um, by the and they can't make up the first wild card spot either uh, right. to get home field advantage. We, we need the Phillies to lose a little bit. Is what, what really we need to have have happen. Yeah, let the, the Phillies and Milwaukee, and then hope that the Padres are sitting everybody when the White Sox are there in right. San Diego. Like hope. But but, but Shane, but but Shane, Cleveland's last five games are against the fucking Royals, bro. I know. Like I know. it's not like like come on, let's not let's not try to do a podcast where we're sending out false hope to the to Chicago White Sox faithful. It's just it's not going to happen. Three and a half back, you play three against them. And they finished the season with five against the Royals. Like, they're going to go four and one against them. Like, Gabe, you're not going to make up ground there. You're going to tell me not to give hope? I put a fucking tattoo on my arm, man. <laughs> I'm the definition of hope right now. Listen, I'm really good at forging things. So I could turn that two into a three at the end of that year. And then we could like, at, at this point, Gabe, you, you're probably going to have to turn the first two into a three. They're not going to win the fucking oh, original until 2032. Oh, at this point, dude. oh that's brutal. That's brutal. No, I, I'm I'm not gonna get rid of it. I just no, don't so get rid of it. I Gabe, I had I had an incredible weekend, right? I cannot stress enough the importance of every once in a while just shutting yourself down, powering yeah. that phone off. Not give me the best. Give me the best part of it. I mean, obviously that's a the, the, the no phone is cool, but give me something that actually happened there that you thought was fucking awesome. I forget learn. how many stars are actually in our sky. It's scary. How many? Oh my stars. god! It's scary. It's the stars when you're in in a spot that's not polluted by external light are incredible. And I know I, I sound like a fucking noob, but I mean I've lived in in the city for the last twelve years of my life, and even before then I lived in Schaumburg, where there's still light pollution right. from from the, from the city. Yeah. I've never, outside of when I go camping, I'm I'm surprised every single time how many fucking stars are in the sky. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It, it is for me. I know this is weird, but I don't like looking at stars because of 
just like it's it's too crazy for me. It's too, Does it make too, you feel too small? Yeah, like to wrap my my mind around it. Like it's really cool when I'm in my bubble, American bubble, and I just fucking in the daily grind of life, and I don't think about shit like that. And then 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 you go to some sp- sp- open space, and you look up, and you're like, "Whoa, that's fucking creepy up there." <laughs> like yeah. those, those stars and galaxies. Oh shit, I I've locked that part of my life out. Now I gotta like reprogram my brain to be like you ain't shit this world is too big you know what i'm saying like it's those kinds of things but you're right dude i mean th- okay so so i, I appreciate that i appreciate it. you're a stargazer i like that all right yeah th- that was nice um i don't know what do you guys do for food open air huh? what do you guys do for food we just did like sausages and, yeah. and shit like that, that that we could it was just two nights so, so that we could you know yeah. keep that cool enough um, you guys boozing too or not a little bit. Brought one bottle of bourbon. Had, had a little bit of bourbon. Yeah. Keep the party going type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it didn't want to do too much of it. Just really wanted to, to have that release from the fucking daily bullshit of having to be on Twitter all the time and keeping up with these stupid fucking listeners that think that they are entitled to every aspect of your personal life. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I was thinking about that a lot yesterday on the drive back that we let them in, right? We let the listener in and you love the majority of them. And yeah. part of this job is being on all the time. And part of the job is letting people know who you are, but some take it to take it just a little too far where they, they, they act entitled to everything you're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's an interesting medium that we work in because Call the that listeners the, fucking idiots like I did, Gabe. Call, call uh, listeners. Fucking you know, I you know I won't do that, but but it's 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 true, right? I mean, we the the, the premise of our medium is to share our lives and to to engage with the audience and have them feel like they know you. But at the same time, you know, I, I think the good thing that I think what you and I do well is the the level of sincerity is there, where it's like, don't make me smack the fuck out of you. Exactly. Like, you know, you know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know me. Come like, you don't, don't say that shit to my face. Like, yeah. Like, and, and, and I think that, you know, there's some people, some personalities that are like full of themselves, big headed and they don't give a fuck and like that kind of shit. And, and people will talk to them any kind of way. And then there's like re- more regular real guys on the radio where people kind of like are really cool with them. And I think that you and I are both cut from that cloth, but they're regardless, there's still that idiot or two that's out there that fucking operates in that way, you know? Yeah. Like our, like our, like our bears predictions, you and I both had the bears winning on Sunday, but it's like, what the fuck you want me to do? Say that the Packers are going to win. I'm not saying no. that shit. Fucking you got no. the wrong, the wrong guy. Right. So somebody like tried to call me like, Oh, your fandom or something. Don't you feel stupid now? No, I don't actually. I, I don't no. feel stupid at all. I, Why I'm, would I'm I pick- ever predict my team to lose? Like fucking stupid. Like, you're, you're the idiot that, that doesn't understand how this works. Yeah. Like, like you don't get you don't get this, do you? Okay, yeah. awesome. So so I hear you though, but I'm sure it was great to connect. I'm glad you got those couple of days. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of camping. I do enjoy camping. I think, you know, it's it's a it's a cool way to just experience life in a little bit of different way without you know, so much technology and things like that. So I'm glad, really glad you got to do that. But I'm sad that you have to come back to this three-game set against the Cleveland Guardians. What's your predictions, man? Let's get up. Yeah, out of and then I've got to go work with Speaks and Danny in a few hours. <laughs> oh, and you know Danny's going to be like, I predicted the score correctly for the Packers. And you're like, shut oh the fuck God. up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do me a favor, Tyler. Don't put that as the video promo because then they're just going to be all butthurt that I yeah. 
talk shit edit about that Edit that out the thing. I'll, I'll say that again. You don't have to edit so, it out because they don't listen. Because <laughs> Danny and Speaks don't support the things that I do. Uh, so you don't have to edit it out. But definitely don't put it in the promo video. What's your prediction for the Cleveland series? And then I want your prediction for the Odyssey softball playoff game tonight. Yeah. Um, we are going to continue to be teased because that's what this team does. And they're going to hold on to it until the final series of the year. Or like I thought in that Padre series, the White Sox will win two of three. And I think earlier I said it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before wow. they welcome Detroit back. Um, they'll win. The White Sox will win two of three. And then they'll lose two or three to Detroit. And it's just a, <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible cycle that we find ourselves in. And I don't ever see getting out of it. It's like how you kill rats in, in, in the garage and shit. You just hope that they fall into a bucket with like two or three inches of water where they're not going to drown because their feet can touch. But they're never going to get out of that bucket because they can't climb the walls of a bucket. And there's no stick in there for, for them to get out. I feel like the rat in the bottom of the bucket with two to three inches of water in it. I'm just going to exhaust myself and yeah. die of exhaustion in here okay. because I can never get out. Okay. And that's what that's it feels dark. like to be a White Sox fan. That's, that's dark, and I don't wish that for you. But, hey, man, I, if that's what you want, I get out. I don't want it. I would rather <laughs> it's inevitable. It's a stick down there, and I can pick a new team <laughs> and get out of the fucking bucket. I love but it. nobody's coming with a stick. No. No, not at all. No one's coming to help you. I agree with you, though. Sox two out of three uh, to get themselves. They're at three and a half right now. Hopefully yeah. they lose tonight against, I'm talking about the Guardians. They lose tonight to Minnesota. And that way the Sox will be three games out. Sox take two out of three against the Guardians. They'll be two games out. And then, like I said, they're going to they're gonna miss the playoffs with two games. They're gonna, they're gonna, that's where they're going to be in, two-game purgatory in fucking October. So that's going to suck. But all right, prediction. let's talk about some. Uh, fun before we get out of here, the prediction for our Odyssey softball playoff game today. Yeah, so tonight at 8 o'clock, we play Chicago for Real slash Axios, Justin Kaufman's team. For those of you in the Chicago media market, you've heard Justin on BZ and WGN. Um, and now with Axios, which I'm pretty sure is not even a real company. Um, <laughs> Justin Kaufman. Love the guy off the field. Big fan of Justin Kaufman off the field. Great dude. Great conversations, really smart, good relationship guy, that kind of thing. Justin Kaufman on the field is the most annoying, yippy, yappy, bitchy, moany, fake competitor that I have <laughs> ever seen. Justin Kaufman has Is he the shortstop a, or the pitcher? Uh, he's a little bit older and fatter now, so he puts himself like in right field. Uh, but last year he played shortstop. Yeah. But then he made so many errors that I think th there's no way you can continue as the, the coach of the team to put yourself at shortstop. Okay. Like it, as, as the person, our, our team who sets the lineup in the batting order, I've continued to move myself down the batting order when, when my bat's not there. So I'm not going to put myself in the three hole tonight. I'll probably be in the, the six hole tonight. If I was making errors at third base, I'm not going to keep putting myself at third base. Right. It's, just, it's just not going to happen. So, Real quick on, on 16-inch softball, because I do enjoy talking about this more than I enjoy talking about the White Sox, and I know you've got 10 minutes before you're on middays at B today, so we'll, we'll make this quick. I despise the four-pitch walk in 16-inch softball. Absolutely hate it. I don't like when our team takes walks, but I can't be the guy 
who's supposed to rally these people and then bitch at them for for taking walks when Justin is doing the same thing to us. He hates walks more than I do in section in softball. The point of the game is to swing the fucking bat and have fun. That yeah. being said, if your pitcher is out there throwing unhittable pitches, I'm not going to swing the bat and I'm not going to ask others to do it. That's but enough. our team gets into this rut where they just start taking pitches like crazy and, and we walk and we walk and we walk. I don't want to fucking score runs tonight. I don't want to beat Chicago for real Axios on the walk. I don't want Justin Kaufman to be able to hold on to the fact that all we did was take walks to beat him. When in all reality, we'll probably score 22 runs and maybe two or three of those will be from the walk and they'll score <laughs> six. Right. If we're having a bad defensive night. That's okay. what will happen. I say we win tonight. Then we move on to next week at the Forest Park 16-inch softball Hall of Fame. And we, we beat whoever we're going to play, WGN Radio or Reader. Uh, but I have a big win for us tonight, and I just hope it's not via the walk so Justin Coffin will shut the fuck up. Yeah, I could give a fuck about how many walks we have. I mean, I don't think it's, a, it's the playoffs. Just give me the dub. Um, are we batting 10 today? Dude, what the fuck, man? I can't, man. If we lose yeah. – if we, I'm just saying, if we lose and, and 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 the lineups aren't being turned over and our best hitters ain't coming up to the to bat because you got in some other people that shouldn't get four bat four at bats, like I'm gonna be upset. I'm just gonna be pretty upset. Dave, I, might, Dave. I might boycott the team next year. I don't know. Well, man. What? But what am I supposed to do? What I don't do give. Do? A, I don't care about people who don't like. I don't care. Like your your emotions don't mean anything to me. I'm trying to win and I'm trying to win this championship. Like I don't care. Come along for the ride. You had a great season. You played well. I don't care if you're there every day. I don't care if you're there. You know, I don't care. I don't care. You don't play. That's it. Ten people. Hey, everybody, if you're not in the lineup, understand we're trying to win. We got two games left, and we're trying to put our best foot forward. That's what it is. And if somebody's going to sulk, which they're going to sulk regardless, they're going to sulk if they go one for four, four for four. If they don't play, if they do play, they're going to sulk anyway. So, All right, that. Dave, we slaughtered this team in the regular season. I don't think you were there that night. I think you had to host a show. We slaughtered them. Can't I play the guys that have been showing up every fucking game tonight? No. And then when we're in the championship, that's when I bat 10. That's a lot. That, Cause the assumption there is that we are going to win. And I'm not taking this team lightly. We watched the game that they played last and they put up a ton of runs. The team they were playing has shitty defense, but they put up runs and they could hit. And the last thing I would want is for our bats to go cold, which they haven't in a long time, but our bats to go cold and we lose a game seven to six or eight to seven, something like that. Because we got, you know, people at the bottom end of the lineup. I'd much rather have Lawrence Holmes batting again, fucking Cody, for sure Cody batting again, you batting again, fucking uh, Lang batting again, any of those guys batting again instead of number 11 and number 12 hitters out there. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. All right, but I do got to go, and I, I hope we do win tonight so that we do bat 10 in the championship because if we win today, it's got to be 10 in the championship. Okay. Dude, do not bat 12. If you're batting 12 in the, in the championship, I will not show up. How about that? I'm not showing up 12. You you bat 12, I will not play. I guarantee, I promise you, I will not play if you bat 12. Like, there needs to be a clear cut understanding. Email, send out one of those awesome emails you send out, letting people know it's the fucking championship game. We're not taking any chances. I'm not batting fucking 12 to score two runs against the reader. Fuck that. We're putting our best guys out there. We're going to slaughter rule them in the sixth inning because we're going to be winning by 10 in the championship when we're batting fucking 10. Woo! I'm hot. You're right. I do like talking softball better than the Sox. Well, I gotta I will, go. I'll, I'll see you around 7.30 tonight. This has been the Southsiders podcast for myself, Shane Reardon, Gabe Ramirez. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a great day.